Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You listen to Green, green. you might turn red. red. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Boy, all I can say is they don't make paper like they used to. Got all this torn paper now. I can't read it because... Catherine Linda and Michelle, Catherine Swift, workingcanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament. There are the beauties. I'm the beast. That's what it is for the next 20 minutes or so here on the program. And I'm telling you, they don't make paper like they used to. It just tears weirdly. Anyway, it is so good to talk to you all. Wonderful to be here, Roy. Yes. And let us begin with uh, the issue of the price of gasoline. Gasoline. What was that? Whose computer is that? That's my phone. Sorry. Oh, it's yours. Eh? I was close, but I'll move away. Now, you know what? The rule is it's just turn those things off. just retweets of... Me talking about um, the show being on Roy, so you know it's just promotion. Well, that's good. Keep, oh. keep, keep it up there. Keep it up. There. <laughs> so let's talk about the price of gasoline, and let us begin with Ms. Leatherdale, oh, because I know this has been one that's been uh, sort of your buggy issue. Now we'll get a dog barking. Well, your buggy mine. issue. Whose dog is it? Not mine. I'm I'm uh, at fault on that one too. It's your, it's your, I've got it's, her it's in a crate, too, so I'm standing outside right now on the deck. <laughs> oh, you know what? He's probably barking at the high gas prices. Hold on. So, yeah, so hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Don't make excuses. She's got a phone that's retweeting stuff. <laughs> She's got a dog that's barking, and the dog's angry because it's crated. That's right. It should be out so it can run. It doesn't want to be crated. Yeah, but right. I can't have her out running when uh, no, I'm I know. not tending to things. When are we going to hear from your grandchild? <laughs> It's okay, yes. she's not. <laughs> Any moment. I was minding her all week, so I'm exhausted. <laughs> okay, gasoline prices. Ms. Leatherdale, oh. fire away. Well, you know, makes my blood boil, Roy. Nothing changes. And Jeff Rubin, he used to be a CIBC chief economist, and now he's with this new group, um, the Center for International Governance. He came out with a really good report. And again, it is showing that we, the little... Canadian is being hosed at the gas pumps. Now, we all know prices are almost half, 55 a barrel, compared to how what it went so high a few years ago, and yet the prices, and I noticed just as soon as the long weekend comes, up they go. What he is saying is that there are fewer and fewer refineries in Canada, and our good friend Dan McTague, gasbuddy.com, he's talked about this as well. And I believe this. Yeah, but I think there's. I, I don't think. I don't think that it's so much refineries. But I think. I think that's part of it. That's part of it but I think yeah. a lot of it. Most of it's taxes. Well, no, but you yeah, know what? He sure. points out. Yes, oh, the yeah. taxes are obscene. One third, if not more. Vancouver's got the worst with some of those carbon taxes, et cetera. But here in Ontario, we even have the HST, which is a tax on tax at the pumps, 
which we've been fighting forever, telling Ottawa to get rid of it, and they still Nobody don't. cares. Nobody cares about Ontario, Linda. Wait, wait get that through your... Uh, well, then right across <laughs> this country. Um, particularly in British Columbia, we, play, we pay high taxes. But the margin... The margins on the profits have gone higher and higher and yeah, higher, and yeah. his report points this yeah. out. So let me ask you, do you think, and Michelle, you're in the United States right now, right? Yes. What's, what's, a, what's a gallon of gas where you are? Uh, it's cheaper here than in Canada. Right, but what, what is it, two bucks, two fifty, something like that? Yeah. Okay, so. Forty-nine. So that's roughly uh, a third of what it is, or more than more than less less than more than fifty percent off, or whatever my mouth yeah. is trying to say. So yeah, there's a lot of border town uh, people in Canada that go across strictly to get gas. Yeah, I did it every week you for did. ten years. Uh, did you? Yeah. Roy did it in Quebec. Good. I did because Vermont was ten minutes away. So why would I pay a buck forty or a buck fifty a liter during the dark days when I could go and buy the very same gasoline refined in Montreal? I could go and buy it in Vermont for a third of what it cost in Montreal. So so the gasoline would go to the Montreal refinery. The trucks from Vermont would go to Montreal and pick them up, pick up the gas. They would go yeah. and disperse it uh, among the gas stations in, in Vermont. So with all of that, they were still able to sell it at about a third of what it cost just down the street in, from the refinery in Montreal. It's, it's absolutely, absolute madness. Well, taxes are a lot slower in the U.S., so that's the main reason. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And also, the, the, the refinery issue isn't irrelevant, though, because we haven't built one in Canada for, oh, geez, I don't know. Well, decades. you can't. And so we ship it. We ship our raw product to the U.S. and bring it back refined. So we're paying margins right, left, and center. Yeah, you can't build one here because you couldn't get the regulatory approval. Well, that's why, exactly. So I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought that with gasoline price. Well, we're getting hosed, Roy, and it's been going on forever. And carbon taxes are only going to make it worse. They are. Catherine makes a good point. We haven't seen the worst of it yet. Yeah. So no, are they? Are they? You well, know what else has gone up? Uh huh. Is propane? Yeah. It's gone up big time. Yeah, because it was it, it was one of our listeners in Alberta who was having trouble financially. He was had a had a heart heart attack, and yeah. he he'd been a successful truck driver, and he was living in a in a trailer in Edmonton. He was barely getting by. And last winter, he didn't have enough money. To fill his propane tank because the uh, the taxes of Rachel Notley had driven up the price of propane so much that he couldn't afford to fill up his tank. So he was living in this old motorhome in a trailer park, and he would have Aww. to go from the from the motorhome to the washroom or the building where the washroom is at the trailer park, so that he could warm up and then go back to the cold trailer. That's well, it's disgusting what this is doing. What government, largely government policy is doing to people of lower, you know, lesser incomes because they're yeah. really feeling the pinch. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Our, many of our listeners chipped in and sent them some cash, awesome. which was which was great. Oh. But it was a terrible story to to uh, to, uh, to to know, and and you just knew that you know people are just being, as you said, hosed. And if they, they don't have it. any, there there's no alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, people had went to electricity, mm-hmm. and now in most places that is prohibitive. And in governments cost. encourage people to go to electricity. Yeah, they demand, they demand yeah, it. It was clean, clean energy. Remember? Yep. 
Yep. What's gasoline cost in Mexico? <laughs> Good question. Is it cheaper? Yeah. Is it cheaper than Michelle? Mexico. I'm not in Mexico. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe you made some little side trips there to buy your marijuana um, that you can now smoke over the <laughs> For next week, let's look at where, what they are. Why are we being hosed in Canada? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know that. So now we're it's the same old. Do you think there's collusion? Catherine, oh. is there collusion between the oil companies? Is that why the gasoline oh. is exactly the same price at four yeah. gas stations oh, yeah. on four of corners? There is. There, there is. And part of the problem, too, it, it gets into the structure of the industry. So many of the producers also have the retail chains. Because I know a lot of the independents, and there's fewer and fewer independents out there, but what they do is they squeeze out the independents so that, you know, the people that are actually producing the energy also have the gas stations, the retail, Mm -hmm. and they can just crank up prices after they squeeze out the competition, the independents who are not on the producing side, and therefore they don't have, you know, that advantage. So absolutely there's collusion. Absolutely. And don't forget, we were fighting for divorcement laws that we never got. Divorce it. Don't let them own the retail as well as refine and be the oil giant. Okay. So uh, the Liberal Party of Canada (laughs) is of... Well, who said that? Is that the former MP? Guilty. The former Liberal MP. Okay. The former Liberal MP (laughs) was on our Beauties and the Beast group uh, every week. Just made that yeah sound. The Liberal Party of Canada has self has, has participated or engaged in uh, self. Um, what's the word? Assessment. That's it. And yeah. not surprisingly, they they're doing great. They're doing pretty well. Oh yeah, <laughs> and legends in their own mind. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious, but the more I read about it, the more ludicrous it became, <laughs> because. This is all a product. You may remember back when they were first elected, they brought in a British so-called expert on deliverology, they call it. Um, and, and this guy had apparently advised Tony Blair back in the day. Uh, but what killed me, to cut a long story short, is that they, they, they said the reason they had used it in Ontario under Dalton McGuinty, and it was so successful they decided to do it federally. I thought, if it was successful in Ontario, how do they define failure? Well, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, Ontario's a disaster. Let me just read something from uh, the walrus, Justin Ling. There are a few things more shameless than grading yourself on a curve, and yet the Trudeau government has done exactly that. The mandate letter tracker is the government's answer to a question nobody asked. An attempt from Ottawa to judge itself by its own rubric, fake news be damned. Under the scoring system set up by government bureaucrats midway through the Liberals' mandate and amid steady drone of criticism that he's failed to reach his lofty ambitions, Justin Trudeau looks pretty hot. Of the 364 commitments laid out in mandate letters, documents prepared as marching orders by the Prime Minister for his Cabinet Ministers in 2015, 66 are ranked completed, fully met, while others, uh, another one is completed, modified, 218 promises are underway on track, and 13 are underway with challenges, another 21 are ongoing commitments. In a wonderful euphemism, so perfect for his government, government ranks, or Trudeau ranks three as not being pursued as though they are a new sort of blimp technology and not commitments made by our prime minister. And then uh, then they go on to point out just how many uh, how many errors there are or misconceptions there are in the liberals' exactly. view of themselves. Yeah. 
And there's a lot of balderdash because under the one that was, it was talking about uh, ultimately balancing the budget, they said proceeding with challenges. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. It's a failure. Exactly. It's an abject failure. There's no proceeding with challenges here. So even their own wishy-washy language is absolutely dishonest. I think this is the ultimate selfie for this selfie government. It's a selfie of their policies, and it's not worth the paper it's printed on. Exactly. That's why I went, Ugh. Yes. Yeah. And, Roy, you said paper is bad. Well, that paper is really bad because it's <laughs> fake news. Mm. Yes. Okay, hang on. There we go. Took care of that paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the good news is that everybody seems to be on to them. Nobody's buying this balderdash. Well, Catherine... And, and it's become a joke. It's just a joke. Do you think... I mean, didn't it occur to them? And it's on their website, as you pointed out to me. Uh, didn't it occur to the Liberal government that if they did the self-evaluation and they came out looking and smelling wonderfully, that people would say, hang on a minute, didn't that not occur that there would be a, uh, at least a modicum of pushback? Especially because it, it is so dishonest and it's going to be, you know doesn't take a lot of brain power to realize yeah. how dishonest it is. Yep. Okay. That's that's what troubled me. But it's it's the arrogance though, eh? This isn't it's it's the only reason you would think that this was a good idea if you're if you're so hugely arrogant that you don't think people are really gonna examine you know, examine the substance here. Yeah. What would you do, Michelle, if you were still in the caucus and they did this? I mean, there's nothing is there any pushback that you could that an individual MP could affect? Not really. I'd want to cut my throat. I, I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm not there anymore, because it is like living in a parallel universe. I know. I don't know where they get this stuff. It's making me ill. You know, thinking about it, I see the one driver as the um, legalizing cannabis. Because it's going to be, you know, the perception is that's going to be a big vote grabber. And all the important issues have been shoved to the side. I haven't seen results. No. You know what else is annoying about this is that they undoubtedly spent quite a bit of taxpayer dollars putting this stupid thing together. Oh, undoubtedly. Linda, do you remember anybody else, any other governments doing this? Oh, my goodness. Um, I can't think of any. Uh, well, I don't know. Did we not say that Dalton McGinney tried to do this as well? But I'm not sure. All I can say is I agree with the, the lovely beauties. I mean, taxpayer dollars being spent to hoodwink taxpayers when we're their boss, I mean, it's an insult to us. It's an insult. It suggests that uh, they feel they can get away with pretty much everything. Well, that's the, that's the arrogant part that I was referring to. But yeah. so, the notion of self-evaluation is, is a great concept uh, in the sense that, uh, although I shouldn't say self-evaluation, the, the notion of evaluating a government on meeting its objectives, and mm. others have done it, mm -hmm. but this is yeah. a particular version of it, and it's, a, it's, it's now become even perverted from the original okay. so-called deliverology. Every time I say that word, it's a silly made-up word. But it's even become perverted from that because the whole point of that approach was to pick a very precise target, something measurable. And in fact, in Ontario, for example, wait times was one of them. Wait times in healthcare was one of them. Uh, number of students graduating from high school. So these are these are measurable things. Right. 
And if you if you pick those and, and and honestly treat you know honestly measured them and said okay we we achieved X percent of our goal whatever it happened to be then that's one thing but this is just this is just baloney. Okay, a measure a measurable goal for me is I have to take a break. Okay. Okay. I don't have any choice. So we'll come back and we're going to talk about the uh, point that Catherine raised about what's going on in Europe. Special. Don't go away. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. At Michelle Simpson, at Linda Leatherdale, Catherine Swift dot, well, no, it's uh, working Canadians dot CA, and it's Swifty01. Swifty01, Okay. On Twitter. On Twitter. So, uh, alert us to what's going on in Europe. Oh, well, it just, the, the latest climate folly, uh, you know, meeting of, of um, uh, you know, it was in Bonn, Germany this year, as it so happened, which... A lot of people on Twitter were pointing out that there was a massive new coal development happening about two or three kilometers away from the the site of the the latest. Uh, um, How awkward! You know, COP twenty three, I think, is what it's basically the big international climate. Uh, you know where they had the Paris Agreement back two years ago, and so on and so forth. I guess I just find this so ludicrous. Roy, you sent an email to us about. Seeing Barack and Michelle Obama on somebody's on David on David Geffen's four hundred and fifty four foot yeah, yacht, and, and we see them all flying their first class flights over there, burning lots of fuel and spewing emissions into the atmosphere. It was quite hilarious. They apparently provided bicycles for them to cycle around, but a, a few reporters got pictures at the end of the day when they were knocking off work, which is around four fifteen, four thirty in the afternoon. They don't really work too hard, these guys. And there was all these limos waiting with their <laughs> engines running. I thought, how, come on, how stupid are we that we're buying their furthering climate goals when the hypocrisy is just overwhelming? Well, it was really interesting to see Leonardo da Vinci oh. lounging on David Geffen's 454-foot... You mean DiCaprio, foot, not da Vinci. No, no, da Vinci, yeah, DiCaprio. <laughs> and da Vinci, too, he was there. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, this is the guy who drives the Prius. Uh, it, like I say, the hypocrisy of these people is just overwhelming. Yeah. Well, okay, Mona Lisa, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, all three. And uh, next next weekend, we'll I'll bring some semblance in order and not allow myself to get carried away with silliness. Oh come on, <laughs> that won't be <laughs> at all. No fun. Yeah. Okay, beauties. Talk See to you next Saturday. Okay. Bye bye.